work, and I don't want to miss work because this is a good place to come. Northeast Arkansas Construction is hiring to build the future, building out the region's fiber optic network to connect to the world. Eric, do you feel like there's a good future here for you at NEA Construction? Oh, yes, yes. A lot of room to grow in this company. That's where I came in. The more experience you have, the better off you're going to be. NEA Construction takes pride in being Arkansas's leading fiber optic construction company. Join our great work environment with state-of-the-art equipment, full training, fully paid health insurance, and paid vacation, all at industry-leading hourly pay. Call 870-972-8565 or visit nearkansasconstruction.com. Northeast Arkansas Construction. We make a difference. Equal opportunity employer. This is KNEA K237FI 953 and K245CW 96.9 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket Radio Network. It's time for The Setup, the fastest hour in sports talk here on The Ticket. Here are your hosts, Cade Carlton and Andrew Bowen. All right, welcome in here on a Wednesday edition of the show. This Wednesday, March 30th, 2022 edition of the show. Here on The Ticket Radio Network. Also streaming online, 953theticket.com through the TuneIn app. By searching for KNEA there. You can also find us uh, on Twitter. It's at the Ticket Radio. Also at the Ticket Radio on Facebook, at the Ticket Radio Network on uh, Instagram is where you can find us on social media. Uh, a lot of different things we'll we'll kind of dive into throughout the course of the show today. Number one, we'll we'll start off by kind of talking about the elephant in the room, which is the uh, continuous rumors that uh, North Shadow Mirror may be entering the uh, transfer portal and leaving a state. Uh, already know of two guys officially who have left uh, a state via the transfer portal, so we'll uh, we'll talk about that um, and kind of sprinkle that in throughout the course of the show. We'll catch up with some national news, talk some a state baseball. Uh, at two thirty, we'll get a chance for the first time in. A while, probably since uh, I guess November, uh, we'll get a chance to uh, to catch up with uh, Mitchell Gladstone of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. He was at uh, spring practice yesterday, so we'll we'll get an update on spring practice uh, and talk some uh, talk some A State football uh, spring game, and you know we might even sprinkle in a little Final Four talk in that conversation as well. So that and more coming up uh, over the next hour on the show today. But uh, right now, Andrew Bowen will get us caught up on some headlines. Brought to you by Plaza Tire Service, bringing you the best deals on tires. It took 11 11 innings, but Arkansas State baseball got back in the win column. The Red Wolves walked it off against Central Arkansas with a 4-3 victory Tuesday night at Tomlinson Stadium, Kell Field. Mickey Cohn delivered the game-winning hit while Cooper Tremel homered and drove in two. A-State will continue its home stand this weekend with a Sunbelt Series against Coastal Carolina. Meanwhile, A-State football returned to spring camp yesterday. Head coach Butch Jones praised the team's effort and intensity, but said the practice was not very crisp. The team will recover with a video session today and will be back on the field for practice number five on Thursday. Elsewhere, Arkansas baseball erased a 6-0 deficit to claim a come-from-behind 16-8 win over Little Rock last night. The teams close out their two-game midweek series today at 4 p.m. 
Also today, the Memphis Grizzlies are on the road to face San Antonio. Game time is at 7.30 p.m. on the Ticket Radio Network. And this has been your Daily Headlines, brought to you by Plaza Tire Service, bringing the best deals on tires. Now back to Cade. All right, so kind of the elephant in the room, and I mean, I'm not, you know, we talked about it enough uh, over the course of the last two hours now where, you know, I think everyone knows, but uh, is that Norshad O'Meara is been, has been rumored to enter his name into the transfer portal, Uh so much so that apparently this was a, a point of conversation on even Sports Talk Radio in, in Northwest Arkansas today, and so apparently this is uh, this is news that has kind of spread like wildfire since uh, since last night. Uh, you know, this kind of got started up last night, I guess, because if you're on the A State Nation message boards on the VIP side of the A State Nation A State Nation message boards. Uh, there was something posted last night that said, hey, Norshad O'Meara is about to uh, enter the portal. He took down his recent commitment to A-State on his Twitter site. So uh, you you go to his Twitter, and it has been scrubbed of the graphic that he put out two weeks ago where he said he was coming back. Um, and really, truthfully, it's kind of been scrubbed of most of the most of the A-State stuff that he, he had on there throughout the course of the year. In fact, uh, if you go to his Twitter right now, the last thing you see is from October 6, 2021, when he updated this profile picture on Twitter. So, uh, wow. has has kind of scrubbed Twitter, scrubbed the announcement graphic from from last week, and so now you're you're kind of playing the uh, the waiting game on that because there still has been no no official announcement uh, if whether or not he's staying, whether or not he's leaving, whatever. Uh, you know, he was in the news yesterday because he was named a semifinalist for the Lou Hint or a finalist, excuse me, for the Lou Henson Award. And so he was in the news yesterday for that. And now uh, it started last night. It really, you know, kind of matriculated into today is that he's in the news because there is a floating rumor that Norshin O'Meara is going to enter his name into the transfer portal. Uh not that this is the in, not that this is a telling sign either, but I mean, I guess it is important to note. Desi Seals also scrubbed his whole Instagram page uh, from from A State stuff, and it's now empty as well. So, again, neither of those two guys have entered their name in the transfer portal. Uh, neither have officially said they are going, uh, and I, I guess neither have officially said they're staying at this point because Norshad O'Meara took down the graphic of him saying he was going to he was 100% committed than going to stay. Uh, at A-State. So that's kind of the latest there. Uh, we already know of two A-State players that have hit the transfer portal officially. One wasn't surprising. One I was uh, I was kind of surprised by. Uh, you know, saw Mario Fantina hit the transfer portal for earlier today. Uh, that was, you know, reported earlier today that he was going to be in the, in the transfer portal. Uh, was... You know, honestly, didn't get a ton of playing time last year, so I I kind of get that one where he is going to go uh, into the portal and try and get a chance to to play more minutes. Uh, you know, he only played in ten games, averaged about four minutes or so through those ten games, um, and only scored in three games last year as well. So that one to me was was not too much of a surprise. You kind of you kind of expected that, and I think you know, you had a general expectation that some of your bench guys who didn't play as much this year 
would be lost to the portal in the offseason because that's just the nature of what college basketball and really what college athletics have become. If you don't play a whole lot, um, you're going to enter the portal after the season and try and go play somewhere else where you have a chance to to get um, more minutes and be a bigger part of the of the rotation. So um, that one to me was not uh, that was not surprising at all. The the one that was kind of surprising was uh, seeing Keon Wesley enter the uh, transfer portal. Uh, I mean, he had played, I guess this past year was his second season at A-State, and so I guess he'll have one more season left um, of eligibility, and so he's there to the transfer portal, which was surprising because, you know, he started in a lot of games this year. Now, uh, he started in each of the last four games for A-State, but his minutes kind of did go down in the in the Sunbelt Conference tournament. He didn't play as much in the tournament and was a guy that averaged a little over four points, three and a half rebounds on the year. But, you know, you go back and you, you just look at his game-by-game statistics, and for the most part, he was in the starting lineup. Uh, there were a lot of games where he was getting over 20 minutes per game and was a big part of the rotation for the majority of the season for for a state. And so, to me, that one was a little bit uh, surprising because I figured at this point um, – the the guys you would see transfer would be guys that were kind of into the bench and weren't necessarily getting into the rotation for for a state last year. Now that ship, and I don't want to say it's completely sailed, but it it's almost completely sailed because now there is uh, question marks, uh, especially surrounding North Shadow Mirror, and there has to be at least a few question marks surrounding uh, Desi Seals as as well. Again. There, there hasn't been anything official on the on the North Shad O'Meara front. Um, you, you know, there, the, we saw the official announcements earlier today on uh, Fantina and Keon Wesley entering the transfer portal from Verbal Commits, uh, who has done a pretty good job of breaking uh, transfer portal news on the men's side so far this year. But uh, that's the last bit of news they have dropped in regards to uh, Arkansas State was the uh, Fantina and Wesley news earlier this morning. So uh, certainly we'll keep an eye on that throughout the course of the show and uh, see see if anything kind of breaks from from that standpoint as we go on throughout the course of the show today. All right, uh, right now we're going to take a timeout. Uh, there's at least one national sports story I want to hit on because it, it – it's one of those stories that doesn't come around too often where it concerns both the music world and the sports world, and I think it's a fascinating story. Uh, so I want to hit on that. I want to hit on some A-State baseball and a few other things as well after this time out here on The Ticket. We're not ready to go to the closer just yet. More of the setup coming up next on The Ticket Radio Network. The St. Bernard's Medical Group Health Expo returns to First National Bank Arena in Jonesboro for a community-wide event on Saturday, April 9th. As the region's largest event dedicated to your health, we offer free health screenings. Get to know our physicians, donate blood, visit our Kids Zone area, or find your next career at our job fair. The following day, April 10th, student-athletes from partnering schools can once again take advantage of our comprehensive pre-participation evaluations. It's all happening at the St. Bernard's Medical Group Health Expo. Visit stbexpo.com. Best manufacturing 
hiring in Jonesboro is now hiring. Enjoy going to work with a close-knit group of employees for a company that provides a strong focus on safety, a stable work environment, excellent benefits, and competitive wages. Best Manufacturing is looking for welders, CNC laser operators, brake press operators, and more. Apply now. Check out Best Manufacturing's job ads on Indeed.com. Email info at bestmanufacturinginc.com or apply in person at 4929 Kruger Drive. Y'all, even after all the snow and ice, the weather is showing us that spring is coming and we're all about to be able to spend more time outside. Make your time outside better with Mr. T's at Riverside. Mr. T's has the coldest beer at the absolute best prices and the biggest selection too, with more than 200 beers from around the world available. Come to the Show Me State, just across the Kahlua colored waters of the St. Francis River in Cardwell, or Mr. T's Express at Red Onion, Missouri. And as always, Mr. T's is open seven days a week and reminds you to drink responsibly. Mr. T's at Riverside. Hey, y'all, this is Matthew Cox with Cox Implement. It's been a long, cold winter with lots of ice and unfavorable weather. Spring is almost here. Don't know about y'all, but we're ready to get outside, and there's no better way to soak up the spring season than with a new zero-turn mower from Cox Implement. Riding comfort on a fair zero-turn mower. Mow with an attitude on a bad boy. Cut laser fast with your X mark or tackle any rough, overgrown terrain with Altos, the only mower on tracks. Cox Implement, equipment you can count on, people you can trust. Tax time is drive now time at Car Today because we just say yes. Yes to offering you a great selection of Carfax verified cars, trucks, and SUVs that you can buy now and pay later. Use part of your expected tax refund as a down payment and drive away today. Bad credit, no credit, bankruptcy, no problem. Because at Car Today, we know bad things happen to good people. And all of our vehicles come with our peace of mind package included, which is free warranty, free oil changes, debt protection, sales tax financed available, and satisfaction guarantee. And with tax time at Car Today, you bring us your pay stub and we'll use part of your expected tax refund right now to get you into the car, truck, or SUV you need. So stop by Car Today and see how you really can buy now and pay later. Plus, when 10 people you refer by vehicle from us we will pay off yours it's tax time at car today 3404 stadium in jonesboro or neacartoday.com just say yes Linux Industries, 125 years strong in the HVAC industry, is hiring salaried professionals in our Stuttgart commercial manufacturing facility. Linux's customer demand is at an all-time high, and to meet that demand, we have several salaried positions open. We currently have multiple openings for engineers, production supervisors, quality engineers, quality management, and purchasing positions. Linux offers the best overall benefits package in the industry and has been operating in Stuttgart since 1974. If you are ready to grow your career with an industry leader in HVAC and join the premier employer in Southeast Arkansas, then visit linuxinternational.com slash careers. That's linuxinternational.com slash careers. Or text MYCOOLJOBS to 97211. Text MYCOOLJOBS to 97211. Linux Industries is an equal opportunity employer. We're always rooting for overtime round here. Now let's get back to the setup. All right, welcome back here on The Setup as we continue along on a Wednesday edition of the show here on the Ticket Radio Network. Uh, By the way, in a story that we haven't really kept tabs on in the last few weeks, maybe even a month, because it really hasn't been a story, uh, the CUSA finally admitted defeat and is going to allow Marshall, Old Dominion, and Southern Miss to 
joined the Sunbelt Conference uh, effective this summer, so they will uh, they will be able to uh, be in the league next year for uh, the entire athletic year. Uh, CUSA put out a statement uh, about 20 hours ago and said uh, Conference USA, Marshall University, Old Dominion, and the University of Southern Mississippi have reached a resolution that allows the schools to withdraw as members at, at the end of the academic year. Conference USA will move forward in the 2022-23 academic year with 11 members. The universities will compete as members of the Sunbelt Conference. So, uh, earlier this month on March 1st, obviously the Sunbelt released their schedule for the football season, those three were all included along with uh, James Madison. And the CUSA had released their schedule, their football schedule, back, I think, like early to mid-February. And they had Marshall, Old Dominion, and Southern Miss on the schedule. So, obviously, uh, something was going to have to be worked out there. And something was worked out. I'm sure there was no money or anything like that involved in these schools being able to... Uh, buy their way out of their current deal with the CUSA and move to the Sun Belt. But uh, the CUSA just released their new schedule for the 2022 year, and it does not include Marshall, Old Dominion, and Southern Miss. So that crisis has officially been uh, averted. Those three are going to be in the Sun Belt next year. The Sun Belt schedule that was released March 1st is now 100% accurate, and we can all move on with our lives because... The expansion of the Sun Belt is complete, and it will be effective uh, on July 1. All four members will be in the Sun Belt Conference for next year. So that uh, that's kind of that. Um, I, this was kind of the direction it was always going to go because these three schools were going to fight this tooth and nail because they all three wanted to be in the Sun Belt Conference next year. And I, I don't really know if the CUSA had any legs to stand on if they tried to take this to, to court and really uh, try to fight this. So uh, it's probably for the best that they just they worked something out, and now these three schools are coming to the Sunbelt Conference next year. So uh, that is the, uh, that's the latest there. Obviously, we'll, uh, we'll monitor Twitter throughout the course of the show, make sure there's nothing breaking going on in the Northshad Omir or Transfer Portal front. Uh, wasn't anything during the break, so hopefully it stays that way for for the uh, foreseeable future. Uh, but anyways, there there was some good A State news last night as A State baseball was finally able to get off the losing streak and get a win last night. It was a 13 game losing streak going into that one, and you know we had talked about it on the show both Monday and yesterday. You kind of wondered how. You wonder what the effect was of that Georgia Southern game on Sunday because that was just a demoralizing game for A-State. You're down to your five. You need one more out, and you win the game. You're up six to five. You need one more out. You win the game. You get off the losing streak, and you get your first Sunbelt Conference victory of the year. Well, we all know what happened. A-State surrenders a couple of walks. And the next thing you know, Georgia Southern plates two in the bottom of the ninth, and Georgia Southern wins seven to six. And so, obviously, like, listen, that would have been a demoralizing loss, whether or not you were undefeated or or whatever. 
But obviously, having that loss come as your 12th consecutive and being as demoralizing as it was, you wondered how in the world A-State would be able to, to rebound from that and try and get back on the winning track against a, 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 C, a UCA team that was a very, very winnable opponent last night. That, that was a very, very winnable game for A-State. And so, you know, UCA starts out up 2 nothing in the in the sixth inning of play. And, you know, it wasn't anything, I guess, major because A-State had pitched pretty well through the first six innings of play. And then, you know, you go to the bottom of the sixth inning, you're tied up at two. Well, uh, UCA is able to UCA is able to uh, to get another run uh, in the top of the ninth inning. A State can't score, and so it goes to extras. And you know, was kind of flipping uh, back and forth between listening and watching last night, and then you know, just kind of keep, keeping track on Twitter and and whatnot. And so when it went to extra innings, honestly, I just I kind of turned it off because I just. I don't know. I just couldn't watch another another loss when it went to extra innings. And so I turned it off. And you get to the bottom of the 11th. And A-State kind of has something going. And so, like, literally, I, I'm i like, all right, I, I'm going to watch the bottom of the 11th. Literally, I turned it on the watch e- or the ESPN Plus broadcast. And within a minute of me flipping it onto the ESPN Plus broadcast, I see the walk-off and see uh, A-State win the game. And so... It kind of worked out from that perspective. So, uh, A-State was able to uh, to get a single to start off the bottom of the uh, 11th inning. Then it was a hit-by-pitch. Uh, and then, you know, you get a uh, a ground a couple of ground outs, an intentional walk, and all of a sudden the bases are loaded in the bottom of the 11th with two down. And um, you're able to get a, uh, a walk-off, and A-State walks away with a 4-3 to victory last night. So, that was uh, that was good to see last night for for a state to be able to get back on track and come away with uh, with the victory last night as uh, Mickey Coyne was able to deliver the game winning base knock that made it uh, that made a state in the 13 game losing streak. So it's nice to go to the a state Red Wolves website today, see the uh, baseball schedule, and see the streak that is W one instead of L thirteen. So. Uh, next up for A-State, they'll be at home this weekend as they get set to host Coastal Carolina in a three-game set that starts up on Friday night here in Jonesboro. Obviously, we'll talk more about Coastal Carolina as uh, it gets closer, but just a quick look at Coastal right now. Uh, they're 13-9-1 coming into this weekend uh, against A-State, so not off to the greatest start, especially given the fact that this is the program that is Usually a perennial contender year in and year out and just won a national championship a few years ago. Uh, they lost to Texas State uh, in a weekend series last week. So that's what awaits A-State coming up on Friday night in Jonesboro. All right, so I want to get to this because uh, we're going to have a chance to, to chat with uh, Mitchell Gladstone, uh, the ADG, coming up in a few minutes. And while... The first part of our conversation is going to be around the spring game, or not the spring game, but uh, spring practice and everything going on with A-State baseball. Uh, we are going to get into some Final Four talk uh, a little bit toward the end of the conversation. And so, one of the things that has been a story in the 
sports world, which is also tied over into the music world as well over the last 24 hours, is is Eric Church. And so, you know, I feel like everybody listening to this obviously knows who Eric Church is. If you don't, um, even if you don't listen to country music, I, I'm pretty sure you have to be living under a rock to not know who Eric Church is. Obviously, a widely successful country artist uh, and a guy that has just this enormous following. Um, you know, he calls his fan base the church choir. And so he has an enormous following. He's selling out arenas. Uh, he has a couple of stadium shows he's doing this summer, and I'm pretty sure those are sold out too. Uh, it, just enormous following, you know, enormous success on the country charts, and one of the one of the most successful country artists out there right now. So yesterday, and it it wasn't too much. It wasn't uh, too much past when we went off air yesterday. Uh, in fact, I want to say it was maybe around three thirty, four o'clock. It, fans started to put out a message that they had gotten via their emails from Ticketmaster that Eric Church sent, and in the message, Eric Church basically said, "Hey, this is the most selfish thing I've ever asked my fans to do, but." I am canceling Saturday night show in San Antonio because I am a lifelong North Carolina fan and I want to take in the national semifinal between North Carolina and Duke on Saturday night in New Orleans. So, Eric Church's show on Saturday night in San Antonio canceled so he can go to the Final Four. And so now, the question is, is it fair or foul? And I kind of go back and forth on this. Um, on one hand, I get it, and I know some people are going to argue, like, oh, he went to App State, he can't be a North Carolina fan. I was about to bring I, that up, yeah. That, that That's a fair argument. I the, the way Eric Church does it, I agree, because he basically doesn't acknowledge he went to App State. Yeah. He, he has nothing to do with App State, he doesn't acknowledge he went to App State, and I hate that. But also, on the, on the other hand, I, I don't have just a crazy issue with – as long as you support the university you graduated from and that is, you know, the one you support more than anything else, then, like, I don't feel like it's that big of a deal to root for another college team. I agree. I, I, I don't I feel like that's that big of an issue. Well, so people have ties with their family or whatever. So right. It, yeah, it, you, it you go matter, up watching yeah. something. I get it. I get it. I don't think it's that big of an issue. Now, some may disagree, and that's fine. That That's your opinion. It's not mine. Uh, so he's a diehard North Carolina fan, and, and I get it. I get it. I've been a hard Duke fan my whole life. Uh, and so he wants to go to the game Saturday. That's great. But also, man, like this is such a this is such a crazy story because you're asking your fans who and now some are some are probably from San Antonio in the San Antonio area, and so it's not that big of a deal. You know, they were gonna go to the show and go home that night, whatever. But there's still a good majority of your fans that are probably flying in or driving in, and in addition to their plane ticket, have to get hotel rooms. And at this point in the game, a lot of that stuff is non-refundable. Maybe yeah. maybe your hotel, if you're lucky, you might can get that back. But if you have a plane ticket to go to this, not happening. Not happening. The, the, the airline's not refunding your plane ticket. It's not happening. Yeah, that's that's the bad part. Um, 
I do understand why he's doing it, obviously, because he's a diehard fan. At least he's refunding the tickets. If he didn't refund the tickets, that'd be a huge problem, but I don't think legally he yeah. could do that. No, so. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's he's refunding the tickets, and he's it, like he's not doing the show at all. It's, it's not even postponed or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, it's just canceled. It's just straight canceled, and he's going to refund the tickets, which if you're going to do something like this, that's the way you have to go about it and do it. But it is still so, like, and I get it. North Carolina was an eight seed. They're, they weren't expected to be here in the Final Four, and so – it's hard to say like, oh, he should have, he should have not even had a show this day if he thought there was a chance North Carolina right. was going to be in the Final Four. Yeah. Well, guess what? A month ago, nobody thought North Carolina was going to be in the Final Four. Very but true. But also, at the same time, like, I, I, I don't know. I just, I cannot side with Eric Church on this. I yeah. just, I can't do it. I'm flipping back and forth. I would, I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of someone going to an Eric Church concert, um, horrifying but yeah i probably wouldn't uh i would probably be pretty upset so i mean like i bet like you live in dallas and eric church is in san antonio it's like you know what i'm gonna drive down get a hotel and then drive back the next day and go to the show can't get your hotel refunded now yeah and so and it would be even Uh, worse if you had a flight so i just i i can't get on board with this yeah it at first before we started talking about it i was reading up on it and i thought you know i understand and now that i'm thinking about it i'm like no i don't understand (laughs) yeah so this uh by the way he has been getting absolutely ripped apart on twitter bad and like it's from everyone it like more people are picking this story up than have ever picked up any story about Eric Church ever. I yeah, mean, it's, I was about to it's say. It's on TMZ. It's on TMZ Sports. It's on ESPN. Barstool Sports. It's, I mean, it's yes, everywhere. it's everywhere. Like, you cannot escape this story. And so, <laughs> it's going to be, obviously, in addition to Coach K being a talking point on Saturday, it's going to be a big deal when you see Eric Church sitting courtside. That's undoubtedly going to be a talking point on the CBS or TBS broadcast on Saturday. I wonder if uh, he has a tour date on the national championship day. I doubt it. But either way, that's that's brutal, and I assume his next concert he's getting booed a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure he plays Friday night somewhere in Texas, so I'm excited really? to see how that goes. Yeah, oh, I'm pretty sure he plays wow. in Austin on Friday night. <laughs> oh, no. So I, I'm excited to see how that goes. It's going to be a sea of booze. Yes. Uh, all right, so we need to take a timeout. We'll come back. Uh, we'll we'll have a chance to touch base with uh, Mitchell Gladstone, get a recap of. Uh, spring practice yesterday that got back underway for uh, A-State. We'll, I'm sure, talk a little bit of Final Four as well. So that's coming up for this time out here on The Ticket. Tara's icing down. Bobo's in the pen. But Kate and Andrew are dealing. Play ball! The setup continues right after this on The Ticket Radio Network. That's baseball. The Wall That Heals, a three-quarter scale traveling replica of the Vietnam Veterans Memorial in Washington, D.C., will be on display at the Old Schoolyard Park, 1301 Old Highway 64 in Crawfordsville, Arkansas, beginning April 7th. It honors the 58,281 service members who lost their lives during the Vietnam War. The exhibit, along with the Mobile Education Center, is free to the public and will be on display 24 hours a day from Thursday, April 7th through 2 p.m. Sunday, April 10th. The Wall That Heals, hosted by 
by Crawfordsville, Arkansas and Crittenton County, April 7th through the 10th. Poppy's Beach Grill is now open in the old Ruby Tuesday building at 2915 Causey Street, just off Phillips Drive in Jonesboro. Poppy's Beach Grill is the place to go to meet up with friends for great food and a great time. Poppy's has a unique menu with a unique dining experience, offering three different choices of everything on the menu and specials every night of the week. Poppy's Beach Grill is now open every Tuesday through Saturday, 5 till 1030 p.m. Call ahead for reservations at 870-333-5189. Great food, fun times. Poppy's Beach Grill. Hey, it's Brandon Baxter for Elite Total Health. And if you're ready to lose weight and you're tired of choking down bars and shakes and you're tired of going from fad diet to fad diet, it's time for you to check out the all-new Elite Total Health in Jonesboro. You see, the Elite Total Health, your weight loss journey, is medically assisted and supervised by a team that's going to customize a plan to fit your life and your goals. And they have multiple weight loss medication options, including Fentermine. So there's no need to drive hours away to get the medicine that's going to help you lose weight. You can do all of that in Jonesboro at the all-new Elite total health. And y'all, most of their current patients have lost double digits in their first 30 days, with many losing as much as 15, 16, or 17 pounds in only 30 days. Schedule your weight loss consultation today with Elite Total Health. They're open Monday through Friday from 10 until 6 and 8 until 1 on Saturday. Call 870-206-8250. Go see them at 2203 East Nettleton in Jonesboro, right next door to Elite Men's Health and Rob Taylor State Farm. And find out more on Facebook when you search Elite Total Health Jonesboro. When it comes to servicing your vehicle, trust the folks at Purcell Tire and Service Center. Purcell provides unbeatable service, and that includes free alignment checks on their state-of-the-art Hawkeye alignment machine. Plus, every Tuesday is Ladies' Day at Purcell, where all ladies get an oil change, tire rotation, and brake inspection for just $37.95. And Purcell continues to be the home of the lowest price around on quality Michelin tires. Call them at 972-TIRE, 972-TIRE, or go see your friends at Purcell Tire and Service Center, Parker and Caraway. Jonesboro. Jim's Pawn Shop in Jonesboro wants to help you with your stress about paying bills by giving you top dollar for all of your gold and silver jewelry or coins. Deal with local people who will be there for you this week and the next. Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland has been in business for over 25 years and is known for the best loan terms in the area. Jim's will give you money on almost anything of value. You'll find a large selection of items at price to help your budget. Diamonds, musical instruments, video games, hunting gear, electronics, inventory changes daily. Visit Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland in Jonesboro. Voted best to the best six years in a row. If you're a mechanic or mechanically inclined with the willingness to learn, Harris Ford in Newport would like to talk to you. For years, Harris Ford has been known to train and employ some of the best service technicians in America, and we're now looking for new applicants. So whether you're a seasoned professional or mechanically inclined with a good attitude and willing to learn, Harris Ford is offering competitive pay and benefit packages. So don't delay and contact Gerald today at Harris Ford, 523-5559, It's the fastest hour in sports talk. Now back to the setup on the Ticket Radio Network. All right, welcome back here on the Ticket Radio Network as we continue along on a Wednesday edition of the show. Uh, resisting the urge to cancel the show to go watch UNC in the Final Four this afternoon like Eric Church. Uh, but you know what? We'll stick around for the next 30 minutes or so because right now we're going to be joined on the Ritter Communications Hotline by our friend Mitchell Gladstone over at the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Mitchell, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing well. Well, well, what, under 100 hours now? We're counting it down to Saturday night? <laughs> yes, yes, uh, under under 100 hours until Duke, North Carolina tips off at 
I don't know, probably like 8.30 after Kansas and Villanova wrap up. It'll be late. Something like that. It'll be late. It'll be a long, it'll be a long night. Yes, it will. Uh, I, we're going to talk about that, obviously, because uh, we both have a rooting interest in that game. But uh, I know you got a chance to, to be out at, at spring practice yesterday. Um, you know, obviously, hearing some of the comments from, from Butch Jones, uh, he said it was a little bit rusty, which you kind of expect uh, with – you know, a two-week layoff there for for spring break. But uh, what were some of kind of your thoughts on uh, day one back from spring break uh, at spring practice yesterday? So yesterday was definitely rusty. Um, I you know I was the weather too. It was pretty crazy up there, uh, overcast. So um, balls were going over the place. Um, I think Butch said they had like sixty something balls on the ground, which I don't really have a concept of. Is that like a lot. He made it sound like it was a lot. It seems like a lot. Um, but yeah, the offense just wasn't clicking. And that's really where I was paying attention. I spent a lot of time watching the defense, I guess, two weeks ago prior to spring break. Um, and there were a lot of things that we can talk about on the defense that looked really good. Um, but the offense just looks, you know, a little bit rusty. And I know it's maybe just shaking things off or getting timing right. But also, you know, there are a lot of new pieces, and I think it's just a matter of taking a lot of time for them to come together. One of the uh, one of the areas of concern that I know, you know, Butch Jones had talked about this yesterday. He was asked about it in his post game availability. Is the is the offensive line and being able to put five really good pieces there up front? So, what did you kind of see out of the offensive line yesterday? Mitchell, you still there? I think we might have lost. Uh, yeah, we definitely lost Mitchell uh, on the Ready Communications hotline. I think that's it. Mitchell, you there? I am here. Okay, good deal. Well, uh, we'll we'll continue our conversation. Uh, obviously, talking some A State uh, football in regards to uh, spring practice yesterday. Uh, before we uh, before we got cut up cut off talking about uh, the offensive line, so what did you uh, kind of notice for up front yesterday for A State? Look, I think they're just young. I mean, we you, know, you can you can run through the guys. I mean, I mean it's you know Ethan Miner, you know it's uh, Austin Woods, Ernie Ramirez. I mean, the, I mean the, really the only bet is Robert Holmes, and he didn't play at all last year, and so um, you know they're really just moving guys around a lot. Um, McKeelan Thomas was at, um, they played him at some center. They played him at some guard yesterday. He's at left tackle. So, I mean, they're just moving a lot of guys around. I mean, look, the defensive line um, is way more experienced. Um, and it's, it's a really, uh, I mean, I think, I think it's, you know, similarly, I mean, not even just the defensive line, but the front seven as a whole, you know, with Kevon Bennett moving back to linebacker, you bring in an experienced guy like Jordan Carmouche to play middle linebacker. Um, you know, we've, we've seen plenty of Malik Stryker, and he's capable. So, you know, plus Blaine Toll, plus, you know, veteran guys in the middle like John Mincy. Like, there's just a huge experience gap between the offensive front and the defensive front, and so you're seeing it in practice. Um, I don't know that we're really going to have a sense of, you know, what this offensive line can do until, you know, I mean, hopefully we'll get a taste of it at the spring game. Um but, you know, we might really not know what it's going to look like until um, game one. I think that's going to be tough for everybody. Um, but they're just young. I mean, they're really just young. And, um, you know, I, I think hopefully if you're, if you're from an Arkansas State perspective, you're, you're, you're going to want to find 
you know, Butch Jones was talking about, you know, finding a group of five, and you got to find your best five players and then get them playing together. So they're going to have to identify those guys and then get them playing together. And so if you're Arkansas State, you just have to hope that you can identify those guys soon enough and get them playing together, and then hopefully it gels by week one. You mentioned the defense, and I think that uh... – to me, at least, is one of the more uh, interesting parts about this A State team this year, but because I do feel like there's a lot of a, t- a lot of talent there, and then you've also seen some different guys move to different spots on the defense. So, what uh, what have you noticed about uh, the defense, and in particularly just kind of the depth that has been added in the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, I think you know, the the depth. I don't know how much I would use the word depth. I mean, I don't know. You know, you can look at maybe maybe in some, some of the defensive backfield spots. I mean, that's maybe the spots where they have depth. I don't know that they have a ton of depth at linebacker in the on the defensive front. But what you do see is you've got experienced guys at all three levels. You've got, as I said, you've got Blaine Toll coming in, um, and you've got John Mincy up front. You know, Javon Bennett moves back to linebacker. Jordan Carmouche was, uh, you know, played several years at Houston. So. You've got those guys, and then Eddie Smith. Although you know he's you know, he's been at a couple different schools, so he goes in and he's now playing both both safety spots. And I think they're going to try to figure out where to use him best. Um, but then you've got you know three returning cornerbacks, um, guys who played meaningful minutes: it's Sammy Johnson, Leon Jones, Kenneth Harris. So you've got a bunch of corners. Um, I mean, they just have like lots of guys at all three levels that I think that they trust. And, you know, you see it. I mean, I wrote about it just two weeks ago. You know, it's really, really high energy. Now, we can say all that. I mean, that defense was downright bad last season. And it's, you know, there's not like they're turning over a ton of guys. I mean, they turned over some guys at key spots, you know, no Caleb Bonner. Yeah. Um, there were a couple guys out of the secondary. But, you know, a lot of the same guys are there. So, to some extent, I mean, you know, in theory, it, it builds from year one to year two, but it's also a lot of the same pieces. So, you know, all this, you know, energy and spring practice is really good, and you know, hope you 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 want to see that momentum carry over if you're Arkansas State. But you know, again, it's there's so much just that has to be proven um, with this group because um, they didn't prove a lot last year. So, I think that's I think that's where you stand, but. It's undeniable that it looks good and it it feels good from a outsider's perspective. Uh, and we'll we'll touch on the final four here in a second. As we're talking with Mitchell Gladstone of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, but you know I'm curious as obviously this is not your first rodeo in covering a a football team. Uh, mm-hmm. How much how much attention do you pay to what goes on in spring football as opposed to what goes on in fall camp? Because it it honestly feels like they're almost two separate entities because you don't have everyone you're going to have in fall on the roster in spring. Obviously, well, that's you know that's a huge difference now, right? I mean, you know this well, you know now that we really have like you know twenty four seven three sixty five recruiting, and it's not just you know winter and Thing. Um, you know, there there are going to be guys who are coming in. I mean, I mean, hell, we, we we talked about it last year. Malik Straker came in like the day before fall camp. Yeah. Um. So there so there are going to be guys who um, are going to show up in the summer, and um, you know, maybe I mean, there's a guy out there. Uh, I'm blanking on his name, Chris. Uh, I forget his last name, but 
there was an article about him, and he was a um, a transfer out of UAB, and he basically had nothing but uh, he was an all conference USA player at linebacker and had basically no FBS offers. Um, and then just today, he's gotten Georgia State or Georgia Southern and A State offered him. Um, and obviously, you know, new new defensive back coach was a, a UAB guy, so I'm sure that there's some connection there. But the point being is like you could see more guys come in and we don't know what the team, the lineup's going to be. Um, but again, at the same time, I'm looking at, it's why, it's why I'm looking at the core pieces, right? Like we're, we're talking about, you know, who are these core pieces on, on defense? Um, you know, I spent a lot of time, you know, I mean, you can look at the wide receivers, but I've spent a lot of time watching James Blackman because if James Blackman is going to be a starter, you know, he's there. So like, you know, those are, that's how I sort of look at it at spring practices. You know, how are those guys that, key pieces doing and then you know you're going to have to fill in those roles offensive line you know who's going to be the rotational running back who's going to be the rotational pass rusher things like that so that's how i sort of look at you know covering um football and you know i've, I've done you know you see in the nfl too you know i've covered training camps there so it's a little bit different um but you have to sort of break it down a little bit that way yeah but yeah i mean i, I definitely think that's interesting because i'm I, I've always been one that I pay attention to spring fo- spring football, but also I pay attention way more to what goes on at fall camp than I do spring. But you know, I think that uh, I think that's interesting uh, for sure. Uh, you and I will both will be paying attention to what's going on this weekend in New Orleans. Uh, we'll both be down there at uh, mm-hmm. the Superdome on Saturday. Obviously, you're a Duke grad, so you know I've been a I've been a Duke basketball fan for a while. So I, I want to kind of mm-hmm. get your take on. Uh, this final four, and in particular, uh, what is what is going to be a, a cool matchup, I guess, of uh, of Duke North Carolina on Saturday night. Cool thing to describe it. I <laughs> have been uh, a long, uh, for a long time that I just didn't want to see it in the tournament. I mean, look, most of the time, Duke and Carolina have been placed on opposite sides of the bracket. That's just sort of welcoming. Also, you know, they yeah. were they're often you know high seed. So you're going to put them on the opposite side of the bracket. So, you know, I mean, the closest that it ever really came was go back to 1991 when uh, Kansas beat Carolina in the Final Four, and then Duke ended up beating UNLV, and Duke beat Kansas for its first championship. So that was, you know, the closest we've ever gotten to Duke Carolina in the tournament. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just kind of saying that it's going to be happening in Hubert's first season, Coach K's last yeah. season. Um but, uh, you know, for me personally, when I woke up on, I guess, Saturday morning, um, you know, I just sort of said, like, I, I come, come to the conclusion, okay, Carolina's probably making the Final Four. And so, you know, as someone who had always been, you know, very anti, like, there's, it would just be the worst thing in the world, you know, I, I, I sort of said, you know what, I, I, I want to see Duke in the Final Four. I want them to get there. I want them to have a shot at winning a title. And, um, you know, they're, they're going to have to beat whoever's, in front of them, so you know, at that point, it's like, okay, probably if you do Carolina, bring it on. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be a really, really cool game. It's gonna be. I mean, I, I've been to two Duke Carolina. Well, I shouldn't say that. I've been to a Duke Carolina game in Chapel Hill. I've been to uh, four of them in Durham. I've been to two of them in the ACC tournament. So I've seen actually, sorry, three of them in the ACC tournament. So I've seen Duke Carolina a lot. Um, but I just I, I can't even imagine what it's going to be like. And it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, 
you know, I assume there's going to be a lot of people from Kansas that are going to stick around. You know, are they pulling for Carolina? Are they pulling for, you know, I, I don't know. It would be really, really interesting crazy environment yeah see that's what i like about final four saturday why i i think it's the best i think it's the best day in sports to attend a game because it it is so fun especially in that second game to watch as pretty much three of the four fan bases pick a team to root for and one fan base is kind of isolated with themselves. I mean, Duke was in 2015, and, uh, you know, it was Kentucky-Wisconsin in the late game, and Duke, Michigan State, and Wisconsin fans were rooting for rooting for Wisconsin, and only the Kentucky right. fans were rooting for Kentucky. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just, cra- it's just crazy, and, you know, it's, it's really, for me, um, it's really cool, and I'll, I'll say this, like, you know, I, I thought I was going to get to go, maybe not, I guess so, I was a, I was a freshman I was a, I graduated Duke 2019, so my fre- my freshman year was 2015-16. Uh, so that was the Brandon Ingram season, and Duke lost the Sweet 16. I didn't necessarily think that team was a a potential Final Four team. Um, they were not nearly as good. They lost to Oregon in the Sweet 16. Um, but you know, then I guess really, uh, I guess 2017, 2018, 2019. I really thought any and all of those Duke teams could have could have made the Final Four. I honestly could have won the whole thing. Um, so I was very eager and. Looking forward again to go to a Final Four. Um, they went like then 2015, right before I started school. So I've never been to a Final Four. Uh, I've never experienced it since I started as a student, now alumni. Um, so it's going to be a really, really cool experience. Um, and I think it's, it's going to be, you know, I, I, I do think I think everyone's be rooting for Carolina, and they probably should. I mean, you know, it's it's a they've 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 had a really cool story, and you know. Duke's, Duke's the villain. Duke's always been the villain. So yeah. I'm, I'm expecting everyone to sort of be, be, you know, wearing their light blue or whatever. But um, <laughs> I think it's it's, it's going to be. It's I'll be. I'm, I'm actually really curious, and I have no concept. I mean, I know Kansas State travel really well. I was out in Omaha when Duke played them. Yeah, that was like basically eighty percent, maybe eighty five percent Kansas fans. I'm really curious what the crowd split is going to be because Duke fans are everywhere. Uh, Kansas fans travel really well. Carolina fans travel really well. I think they'll know them, you know, maybe it's five, ten percent of the crowd. So then, you know, you're looking at ninety percent split between the three, and it could be even. I really have no concept of what it's going to be like. Yeah, I, I'm interested in that too because I do think uh, I, I do think there is going to be a high number of former Duke basketball players in attendance, especially if uh, if Duke gets there on Monday. So that uh, that will definitely be uh, be interesting to follow. Well, uh, appreciate the time. Good to catch up with you and talk some spring football, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll run into each other down in uh, New Orleans this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a be a hell of a couple of days it's gonna i can't even can't even imagine i'm just trying, trying to picture saturday night post game i don't know what i'm gonna be like either way you know when when, when i know i'll be out on bourbon street lost i try not to think about it so <laughs> well uh I, i'm with you on that i'm with you on that well uh appreciate the time as always and uh, again uh, hope we see you in new orleans this weekend Yep, hope to be there. All right, sounds good. That's Mitchell Gladstone over at the Arkansas Democrat Gazette joining us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. Uh, We'll take a timeout. We'll come back, close out the show after this on the ticket. Our advice, just take the over. I think it's safe to say that I won the bet. More of the setup is coming up next on the Ticket Radio Network. 
Grain prices still on the rise. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB Market Countdown. May corn at 738, up 11 and 3 quarters. With July corn at 720, up 11 and a half. May soybeans at 1664, up 21. With July soybeans at 1642 and a half, up 18 and 3 quarters. May wheat at 1027 and a quarter, up 13. With July wheat at 1023, up 13 and 3 quarters. May cotton at 139.84, up 303. With July cotton at 136.20, up 295. May rice at 1591 and a half, up 18 and a half cents. July rice at 1620, up 19. Moving on to livestock now. April live cattle 140.17 and a half down 72 and a half. With June live cattle 138 even down 47 and a half. March feeder cattle 155.97 and a half down 72 and a half. With April feeder cattle 163.67 and a half down 67 and a half. April lane hogs at 104.52 and a half down 152 and a half. With May hogs at 117 down 177 and a half. That's your EAB market countdown, and I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day. Let's talk about America. Not taxes or tweets or the issues that divide us, but how incredible our country is. Left, right, up, down, state lines to winding coastlines. Whether you come home to a crowded city street, tree-lined suburb, or sleepy small town, everyone deserves to live in a clean, green, and thriving community. And we all share in the responsibility to create beauty that ripples from one neighborhood to another, and one block to the next. We are Keep America Beautiful, the nonprofit working with millions of people just like you to end littering, improve recycling, and beautify our communities. Because every mindful action and sustainable habit has a positive impact, and it all adds up. Learn how you can join Keep America Beautiful at kab.org. Together, we can do beautiful things. Farmers and Merchants Bank's new MVP Center is now open on Parker Road at Southwest Drive. That's our live tellers on screen to help you do almost everything you can do at a regular teller line. It's super easy. And the best part is we're open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday and Saturdays 9 till noon. Great new location. Even better hours. Now at Farmers and Merchants Bank on Parker Road at Southwest Drive, member FDIC. Jonesboro Sports Cards and Memorabilia is moving, and they're inviting you to a grand opening celebration. Join Jonesboro Sports Cards and Memorabilia when they open at 424 Southwest Drive on Saturday, April 2nd. Beginning at 9 that day, there will be giveaways and drawings all day long, including the chance to win Redbird Club tickets to see the Cardinals and Orioles in St. Louis. Jonesboro Sports Cards and Memorabilia carries hobby boxes, vintage packs, and supplies for collectors, and much more. Be there for their grand opening celebration Saturday, April 2nd at Jonesboro Sports Cards and Memorabilia. Move into 424 Southwest Drive in Jonesboro. Hey, it's John G. for George Kale Motors in Newport. Have you ever been to a car dealership and a salesperson chases you around like you stole something? At George Kale Motors, we won't chase you around or lie in front of your car to make you stop. But we will try to do everything we can to make you comfortable and enjoy your shopping experience. We offer great selection, great prices, and exceptional service after the sale. View our entire inventory at georgekalemotors.com or come see us at Newport. Off Highway 67, exit 85, GMC and George Kale Motors. We are professional grade. Timeout's over, and we're going to the full court press. Now, let's get back to the setup on the Ticket Radio Network. All right, welcome back here on The Setup. Short segment to close out. Uh, appreciate our friend Mitchell Gladstone over at the Arkansas Democrat Gazette joining uh, to talk uh, a lot of A-State uh, football and spring practice and a uh, little 
Final Four as uh, that's coming up here in a couple of days. Uh, so that chat will be up following the program, soundcloud.com slash 95.3. The ticket is where you can find that there. Um, really, we really only have a few minutes, so we'll, we'll kind of bounce around here in the final couple of minutes of the show. Um, one thing that has caught my eye today, and one thing that I need Arkansas to do, the University of Arkansas football team to do, is that there's been an entrant into the transfer portal from LSU. It is a safety, or excuse me, a quarterback from LSU who is into the transfer portal by the name of Pig Cage. P-I-G-C-A-G-E, Pig Cage. Great name. Has to be a Razorback. I don't care if he ever plays a snap. He has to go to Arkansas. That there, there is no, there's no way he can't go to Arkansas. I mean, it's it's almost destiny at that point. It is, it is written in the stars with, with a name <laughs> like that. So That's crazy. That that is what I need to happen over the course uh, of the next couple of weeks. Even if he doesn't see the field, it, the the NIL deals this kid could rack up at Arkansas with the name of Pig Cage is is uh, is pretty crazy. But uh, that that was. I don't even know who the kid is, but just the name alone just caught my eye when I saw you <laughs> enter the transfer portal. Doesn't matter what position he plays or how good he yeah, is, you just yeah. have to take him. Yeah, I mean that it just caught my eye when I saw you enter the transfer portal uh, earlier uh, earlier today. Um, a couple of other things: uh, Malcolm Jenkins announced he was going to retire after uh, 13 years in the in the NFL. Uh, NBA news: The Lakers are now the outside looking in at the 10 seed, which would guarantee them a spot in the play-in game. Uh, Three Hall of Famers on that roster, and LeBron, Russell Westbrook, and Anthony Davis. Well, two for sure, and I would think Russ would be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he he's, probably will. He, he's probably going to be. So that's got to go down as one of the most disappointing seasons it, in a while if they can't make the playoffs. It's uh, it's just amusing because <laughs> yeah. I hate the Laker fans on Twitter. But, yeah. man, it's, it's disappointing. I mean, we'll see what happens next season, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happens. Uh, just kind of looking around, nothing more on Norshad Omir. Uh, just kind of searching through Twitter, nothing more on Omir. So obviously that story is uh, going to be something to to follow over the next few days. Uh, again, uh, already know Keon Wesley, Mario Fantina are in the portal from A State Men's Basketball, but uh, still awaiting to see whether or not uh, Norshad Omir will be in a couple of days as well. So. That'll do it for us today. The Drive with Brad Bobo is next from 3 to 6. Coming up tomorrow morning from 7 to 10, it's the Front Row with Budrow. 10 to 12, it's Red Wolf Roll Call. And then 12 to 2, it's the Workday Red Zone. Get you back to us tomorrow from 2 to 3. For Andrew, I'm Cade. So long. Have a great Wednesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow.